Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the FT Money Show. In today's program, how low can rates go? Will your mortgage lender pass on the latest one percentage point cut in the Bank of England base rate? Is it time to transfer your cash ISA? We ask if low savings rates make share ISAs a better deal. And we have some good news and bad news on this week's VAT reduction. I'm Matthew Vincent, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with the help of my colleagues from FT Money, Steve Lodge. Hello. Ellen Kelleher. Hello. And this week's special guest, Malcolm Cuthbert, Managing Director of Financial Planning at Killick & Co. Hello. So let's start then with the big news of the week, the further one percentage point interest rate cut announced by the Bank of England on Thursday, taking the base rate down to just 2%, its lowest level since 1951 or 1939 or 1694, depending on your view of history. But Ellen, given that most of our listeners will be more interested in the here and now, the big question has got to be which mortgage lenders have said that they'll be passing on this cut to borrowers immediately? If you have a mortgage with Lloyds, HSBC or Abbey, you're in very good hands because all three of these banks have decided to pass on the full rate cut to their existing customers. Lloyds has lowered its standard variable rate to 4%, which is exceedingly low in the current climate. So that is a big advantage. But it is really a tale of two cities, Matthew. What hap- What's happening is a number of the smaller building societies are failing to pass along the full benefit of the rate cut to borrowers. And are there any particular guilty parties here? Britannia, for example, is one of the building societies that has lowered its rate by less than 1%. Britannia is, is definitely guilty in failing to pass along the rate cut. So if you're on a standard variable rate with Lloyd's, TSB, HSBC or Abbey, you'll see the full point cut. Um, if you're on a tracker rate mortgage, you would also expect to see the full one percentage point cut. But there is this issue of interest rate collars, which sort of first came to borrowers' awareness, I think, in you know, in recent weeks, which means that some trackers don't track all the way down. Is that now going to be a problem? It could be a problem for some borrowers, uh, but it isn't a problem for customers of Lloyd's TSB or Cheltenham and Gloucester, which is Lloyd's mortgage arm, uh, because neither of those providers offers or carries collars. Basically, Matthew, what a collar is, is it's a minimum rate that the bank 
has set. And if a mortgage rate falls below this minimum, then they can tack on an additional charge. And this is a real detriment to borrowers. But those who um, don't have a collar on their rates, and I think, Steve, uh, you may be one of these individuals, uh, you're going to be enjoying a very, very low rate. uh, Well, Matthew, my mortgage rate has virtually halved from... It's 0.46 on the base. It's a tracker with Cooperative Bank, the Ethical Bank, who very fairly have uh, given me a very low rate. So it's 0.46 below base. So it was 2.54. It will now be 1.54 from the beginning of next month. So effectively, my mortgage costs have halved. And it's even better than uh, special guest expert uh, Malcolm's mortgage. Yes, I've only got 0.26 below base, so I haven't done quite as well as Steve. But I do think that there's another point here. A lot of uh, uh, individuals have got fixed-rate mortgages, Mm. so they're not going to see this uh, either way. And they're paying five or five and a half, aren't they, typically? They are, they are. Um, Ellen, just to come back to um, the availability of some of these rates, um, last week we saw that a number of lenders, I think including Nationwide, have stopped allowing new borrowers to go on to their standard variable rate. So uh, the availability of these low rates, if you're looking to remortgage, isn't isn't quite so great, is it? Yes, that's very true, Matthew. Uh, what's happening is is that these banks are on, are facing considerable funding pressure. So if you are a new borrower, you're in actually a worse position than you probably were uh, a few months ago when the rates were higher because the banks have to look to make up their margins someplace. So what they are likely to do is introduce a new range of products with higher rates for borrowers who don't have the capital put down or don't already own property. So if you're not Steve or Malcolm, you need to really keep an eye on the latest offers. And we'll have a much fuller picture of which lenders are passing on this interest rate cut once all the dust has settled uh, in FT Money in this weekend's FT and online at ft.com forward slash money. You can also send in your questions for us to answer by emailing us at our new address, money at ft.com. Still to come, some more good news on VAT. But first, cash savings or shares? Which should you be holding in your individual savings account, or ISA? With savings rates now set to fall further after this base rate cut, the chances of getting more than about 4% interest from a cash ISA look pretty slim. Um, And Steve, this, I suppose, would make dividend yields on certain FTSE 100 stocks look relatively attractive. So I suppose the The question is, is it time to think about a transfer? Well, absolutely, Matthew. As you say, we haven't heard about the savings pain after this latest one percentage point cut. But even before then, de facto, the analysts worked out for FT Money that the average variable rate cash ISA is only paying 3.25%. And some, including one uh, ISA deal from Halifax, are paying as little as 1%. So it does beg the question whether you shouldn't be shifting into stocks and shares plans, stocks and shares ISAs, which you've been able to do since April, but not the other way, of course, not back to cash. So, Malcolm, is this, uh, is this the time to do it? I don't think there's been huge evidence that people have been switching to dates, has there? No, I don't think there has. We, we have been doing it since, since April, and we've seen several hundred move across totaling a few million pounds coming. But it has dwindled over the last few months, Steve. Right. So people maybe have stayed in cash as markets have got worse. They have. And if you look at what's happened to ISA contributions, the amount going into 
uh, cash ISAs is, is four times as much as going into equity ISAs. And, and we are fairly sure that the average um, held in cash ISAs is something around £20,000, £25,000, which is almost equivalent to a year's income for an individual. And, and it's arguable. I mean, I'm, not, I'm sort of avoiding your question about is this the right time mm-hmm. to invest in the markets because that is an investment call, really. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, a, there's another question, which is should you have so much in cash? Because you might um, have a lot of other savings money absolutely, as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you're thinking about long-term, absolutely, you might have other tax savings as well. But if, you, if you're looking at the long-term, to have quite so much in cash is got to be questionable. Mm. And, and at the same time, cash returns are falling. Absolutely. So as Matthew alluded to, there is a potential, well, there's a yield pickup. Yep. Now, clearly, if you're an income investor, yes. you could get a higher yield, but albeit so it's higher risk, whether from bonds or shares. I mean, what's, what's, what's the general argument for that? Are we not asking you to call the market, obviously, but yeah. is there an argument for getting into those sorts of high-risk assets now? And there's a very interesting statistic, which I came across recently, which was the FTSE 350 lower yield, which is the, the average of the lower yielding stocks in the 350. Um, is now 3.55 against 3.48 on, on a 10-year government uh, bond or gilt. And that, that, is, that is quite an interesting t- statistic because that does sort of suggest that, you know, it's quite a low yield. The, the market is almost saying we're not anticipating any dividend growth for 10 years, which, which is really quite significant. Now, you're going to try and push me and say, is this the right time on that basis? I can't say that for sure. No one knows, but... I think that's quite a good sign. But then, so there's two arguments here. One, you could get a yield pickup um, if you're prepared to bear the risk of, of buying yep. these assets. If you need that yield pickup, because many listeners will be investing for income, wanting to take the income from their ISAs. Yep. But even if you're not, you're, the, the stock market bulls would say, I guess, that you're being paid, you're being paid to be patient yes. um, with this high yield. Yep. And if you're a real bull, then not only are you getting the high yield, but you're also going to see some capital return as those yields are seen to be extremely attractive in, in relative terms across Absolutely asset classes. Absolutely right. But it, but it is the risk. It's whether you're prepared to take the risk. And interesting for us, over the last several months, as people have moved from cash ices to our stocks and shares ices, mm. we've seen about a third go into corporate bonds and two-thirds go into equities, which I think is quite right. an interesting split. Yes. Um, and whether that will continue, I don't know. I suspect we've seen such a great growth over the last month or so in corporate bonds. Um, and we've actually started looking at these a lot more closely and advising clients on corporate bonds and corporate bond and yields. Can you just give us a quick idea of what sort of yields are available out there? Yeah, to give you an idea, you could get something like um, an income yield of about 5% um, for a relatively secure bond. On a bond? Be- uh, on a corporate bond. And that would be gross, would it? Yes, that's gross, yes. Yeah. Up, up to 7%. Yeah. And the, more, the higher the yield, the more risk you're taking with the company. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are not without risk either. I think that's yes. the, the thing I would emphasize about corporate bonds because you are, it does depend on the strength of the yes. company. Uh, but the, the current attraction, I think, the, the corporate bond bulls say is this yield spread, i.e. you're getting that much more of an uplift over gilt yields. You are, absolutely. Especially now as, as the gilt yields have come down and down and down. You know, the corporate bond is one of the few things which is paying a high rate. Mm. Um, and what about on shares? What sort, of, what sort of yields are out there that people might regard as reasonably safe? Because, of course, we've all heard about dividend cuts, whether yeah. it be from bank. I mean, yeah. you know, nominally banks are yielding yeah. 20 and 30 percent. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we would still steer clear mm. of banks, unsurprising at the moment. But we've, we've got a, a stock pick at the moment around 20 of, of yields 
with good dividend cover. So quite strong companies, very well known. What sort of names? Uh, BP, Shell, HSBC, Prudential, AstraZeneca, names like this. Ah, the Steve Lodge pension fund. (laughs) (laughs) So, Steve, you've you've been proven right once again, have you here? Well, I've been proven very wrong very often as well. (laughs) Well, thank you, Malcolm, for all those insights. Um, And for more on the ins and outs of transferring cash ISAs into stocks and shares ISAs or not, Look out uh, for my article in this weekend's FT Money. And finally today, we have some better news on VAT. Uh, While the cuts in uh, value-added tax from 17.5% to 15% announced in the pre-budget report was really met with widespread apathy on the part of shoppers, it could still mean a refund on a number of services. Um, Steve, I was very surprised to find this out, um, that if you have paid for certain things but you haven't yet received them, say if you, if you paid before the, the pre-budget report announcement, but they haven't turned up, or you, you haven't had the benefit of the service, you can claim the tax back, which for mm. big-ticket items, I suppose, is worth having. Yes, I mean, I forgot with my bike, but the parts were only about £20, so 2.5% <laughs> on that. Even I can afford to throw that away, even after you sacrificing my salary last week. Um, well, but- on your mortgage p- payments from now on, of course you can. <laughs> Um, but you're right, uh, kitchens, builders and so on, it's all about deliveries when the goods, or indeed with the building, I guess the service is delivered, although I think with building we're talking about the uh, the, the, the um, bricks and parts, I was going to say, rather than the, the actual work, aren't we there? Um, yeah, yes. I, I think it's, the, it, yeah, it's both the delivery and when they sort of start to... To build whatever they were, your, your extension or, yes. or, or whatever it is you're, yes. you're, you're having done. But the key point, as you say, is there's flexibility to effectively backdate it, although probably shouldn't use that word. Yes, exactly, to, um, to claim it back. I suppose it, it gets a little bit more complicated with things like um, fees for financial advice. Wouldn't it just? <laughs> uh, well, of course, these, these things always, always do. Um, but I, I think it's, uh, it comes down to whether you pay your fees um, after receiving an invoice and exactly where the, the tax point comes. And according to the Association of Independent Financial Advisors, who want to know these things, um, the date that the service is performed is the, sort of, is the tax point, which is um, the date when all the work except the invoicing is completed. So if it's an ongoing process and you haven't had an invoice... Um, expect a lower rate. Absolutely. And I think the, the, the real point in all this is is you should have the chutzpah to ask anyway, um, dare I say it, having brought Malcolm in today to, to then advise listeners to query his fees. Um, but I think you should ask anyway and just see either one whether um, whatever firm that's providing you with a service should do it anyway or, or whether there is some uh, grey area, shall we say, around the rules which effectively allows you to backdate. Mm. I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right. You do need to ask. But I think most financial planners wouldn't have a problem with that at all. They really wouldn't. They'd be very happy with that. And in, and in fact, I would also say that the fees could be significant as well. If a financial planner has done a large amount of work, they could be in th- into the thousands or even to the tens of thousands. So you could so be talking hundreds of pounds. You could be talking about hundreds of pounds. So definitely worth asking and trying to get the invoice now rather than before. Mm. So Definitely. And I suppose this also applies to you know, the annual management fees that a, that a discretionary manager or a private bank may charge. I mean, if, if you, if or you indeed are, on funds, yes. Yeah. And if you are quite wealthy, as Malcolm points out, and you have a very large port- portfolio mm. and that, that annual management fee hasn't been invoiced as yet, mm. go for the saving. Well, exactly. I think it's time to give those private bankers a bit more pain, isn't it? <laughs> um, 
question, query them about their fees when they invite you in for that sort of fat Christmas lunch. The only thing I'd say about that, Steve, is the suffering pain already, believe me. <laughs> Well, a little bit more wouldn't do any harm, well, from our listeners' point of view, uh, most certainly. But if you'd like to know more about exactly how you go about um, claiming your VAT refund, look out for Joe Cumbo's article in FT Money with this weekend's FT or go online to ft.com forward slash money. But that's all for this week's FT Money show. Remember that you can email your views and your questions to our new address money at ft.com you can also now read the very latest news every weekday on our website which is ft.com forward slash money and we'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form until then it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from steve ellen and our special guest malcolm cuthbert from killick and co goodbye goodbye a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.